Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are covering something that took me a really, really long time to perfect or get comfortable with, and that is perfecting your client experience. And I know that's like a buzzword that people use, but essentially it's like whatever your client, regardless of whatever service you do, um, has to go through to work with you. And the reason why I chose this episode um, topic for today is because I actually just went through a whole refresh of my client experience. And I recognize that there are a couple of things that I stay um, central to, like my priorities whenever I am designing a client experience. And I figure it might be really helpful for you if you're trying to level up or if you're trying to kind of standardize that system. And so today I want to keep it a bit more brief and a bit faster than a lot of my other episodes. I know I'll go through like two to three tips and it takes me like 20 minutes and I have a lot more tips for today. So hopefully I can get through this a little quicker than normal. So bear with me. So essentially first I just want to talk about like why is it important to have a really seamless and positive client experience and there's a couple reasons why. The first is the client impression is like essentially everything. It's the difference between giving feedback that's like kind and thoughtful and giving feedback that's kind of like negative or um, a bit like critical. It's also the difference between like referrals and no referrals. It's the difference between raving review that you can use on your social media and your website or no review. And so those little things can really add up and make a really big difference in your business, especially if you're working in within one niche. There's a chance that like entrepreneurs know other entrepreneurs in those industries. And so you want to make sure that every single client you're working with has the most amazing experience from front to end um, on the design side or creative side and on the business side. So that way they can answer their friends' questions and give you raving reviews across the board. So that's really like why I think it's so important as far as like a business owner perspective or freelancer perspective to always make sure that that experience is as high quality as your designs or as your creative products. So that's why this episode, I'm going to be trying to give you all of the best tips and all the essentials that I think you need for when you're building your experience. And if you want to go a step further and like really dive deep in terms of what exactly processes that I do, um, you can check out my workshop. It's like setting up projects and workflows on my website. And I'm also going to be making um, a couple of updates to that as well. So you can check that out. But let's get started. So the very first thing that I'm always going to recommend is to standardize your system and your workflows. And so whatever that means for you, um, like whatever systems you use, like whatever programs you use, and um, it's gonna be different for different services, but you wanna standardize it. And so what that means is having this like base kind of process flow that works, that you do for every client. And then you can potentially like tweak little steps per individual project, but you want some sort of standard kind of way of working that you're gonna use for every project. And the reason why I always recommend this is because one, it's going to save you a lot of headache in the future because if you're having to think about how to execute every project, like what steps do I need? Like what's the next step all the time? It's a lot of mental energy that you could be devoting somewhere else. And um, it's also just a lot of time spent like trying to like type out directions to your client and X, Y, Z. So having a system where it's like, you know, step one is always onboarding, like step two is uh, exploration, step three is development, blah, blah, blah. That's going to help you a lot in terms of just having a framework for all of your projects to follow. 
It also makes you seem a little bit more professional, I would say, on the client side when it's like, oh, what are my next steps? And you have like this very clear standard system that you uh, perfected and you're really comfortable with and you can confidently kind of put your um, name behind. So I would recommend that. And it looks different for everybody else, but how I came up with my system essentially was I um, tested it out when I was working with a couple of like closer friends or more casual clients. And I essentially took them through a couple of like sample workflows that I had tried and designed and we recognized different pain points um, and different things that were working and weren't working. And that really helped me out a lot, especially because when I was first starting out a new CRM, um, I tried out Dubsado for the very first time, like maybe six months ago. And I just really had a lot of fluff in there that I really didn't need. And so working with a closer friend or somebody that I felt comfortable with kind of talking about such things um, with. We went through it all as if they were a fake client, took them through the whole process, and we found a lot of different things that weren't standardized that I really could have taken out or added in, and that's how I kind of found my template for all of my future projects, and that's the standardized system that I use now. So I also recommend writing that system down. I have a Google Doc where I like write all of like the timelines, all of my policies for like late feedback for blah, blah, blah for late fees. And having that all in a document kind of helps me. It takes the pressure off one in terms of having to remember all of that in my brain when there's like a million other things going on in there. And it's also great for um, if you're tracking your changes, for example, like I keep it in a Google Doc and Google does that great thing where they like track your history and I can kind of see the progression of maybe like what were things that I used to do that I no longer do um, and I can kind of adjust in the future and it's really, really great and I don't have to worry about storing it um, in my head and that being the only place that it is. And then it's also really, really beneficial if you're going to bring on new employees or like contractors, for example. Like I recently onboarded like a VA a virtual assistant onto my team who helps me with onboarding. And it was amazing to have that Google Doc with my system in there with all of my policies, everything like that. And so I didn't have to like go in and make a whole new doc for my VA or like try and explain this like really complex system um, to them. And so... That's another thing as well. Like if you're planning on potentially scaling in the future in any capacity, having things written down and on record is an absolute must. So that's my first essential. The next one is to try and consolidate all of the platforms or softwares um, to as like the minimum amount possible. And so I use only two um, CRMs and project management systems like together. So I use Dubsado and I use that for like all kind of like money logistical business stuff and then I use ClickUp for all of like the actual project things so like handling files like feedback communication like I try to avoid email when it comes to projects everything is in ClickUp once we're, we're in the project and then Dubsado just handles automatic invoicing and it handles like the proposal the contract and it's just all in one place and I've found that ever since I've implemented Dubsado and ClickUp I've gotten so many more reviews um, on my testimonial forms. So many people have like given me rave reviews. And to be fair, like I think my design system and my design ideation process has stayed the same. The only thing that's changed really is that actual like implementation of Dubsado and ClickUp. So I honestly think it really makes a big difference. It one makes you look way more professional and like put together when you have these systems rather than using like 19 different platforms like you know, an invoicing platform, then you have like a 
PDF contract and then you have like a Google Drive that you share folders from and then like you're giving feedback and like an email chain. It does feel a little bit all over the place even though like nothing of the quality of your design changes. Um, so I just think that if you can try out Dubsado or like any other CRM like HoneyBook or Bonsai, whatever you prefer, um, start implementing that. And then once you feel comfortable on that end, maybe integrate some sort of project management system. Um, like I really like ClickUp, but I know people like Notion, some people like Trello or Asana. So I actually just posted something on my Instagram on everything that I use and you can check that out if you want to, but um, totally check it out for yourself, but absolutely, I think it's an essential to consolidate all of those different processes and all those different moving parts of a project into just one or two systems max. All right, so my next essential is the welcome guide, and I guess it's more on the terms of like client onboarding, and I think a major thing that I just didn't even realize was important when I first started freelancing slash um, working with clients was like how difficult it must be for clients to jump into working with somebody new and to try and like acclimate themselves to their working style and because it's not like it's like not like not like a new hire right where like they own the company and you come in and you get used to how they work they're kind of coming into your territory and they're like trying to figure out how you work and like what your preferences are and what your style is in terms of like like partnerships and collaboration and so to alleviate that difficulty and that like really weird kind of uncertainty on their part it's the most beneficial thing to have some sort of like welcome guide or some sort of written direction for them at every stage of the project so that way anytime that they're confused they know that there's some sort of document that like has their back they don't have to have any sort of weird ambiguity or question marks on how to handle things so you, I call it a welcome guide. Some people call it like an onboarding manual, whatever it is for you. Have some sort of document that you give your clients that's like, here are the do's and don'ts for um, communication. Like for example, I put on mine like, here are my business hours. I only communicate via like email or click up chat. I don't do like text messaging. I don't do Slack. I don't do any other platforms. I don't do Instagram DMs. Um, another example is that I really prefer to keep all feedback in ClickUp. I don't like emailing. Um, I like to have all the feedback right on the task itself. And that's something that I put inside the guide as well. I also have like um, all the milestones in there. So I'll say that it takes me one week to do strategy. It takes me two weeks to do the branding. It takes me one week to do refinements. And that way people be, like have a general idea like what to expect when they're at the stage um, what's coming next. So I just think it's really good to have some sort of um, I guess map or roadmap for all of your clients so that they just feel less lost. I think the more information you can give people, the more comfortable people feel. The more comfortable they are, then the happier they are with your project. And chances are the better the experiences will be for both of you working together. So if you have any questions on what to include in your welcome guide, I'm actually um, going to post something on my Instagram about that pretty soon. So you can check that out if you don't follow me yet. But also, um, there's so many different like references online. There's tons of blog posts out there. So just check out what you think might be um, necessary for your process. And just think about if you were a client, like if you're working with somebody and you were spending money and investing, um, what, what would you want to hear? Like what are things that would scare you? What are FAQs that you would have? And I am pretty sure that's something that your clients would also want to hear as well. So just try and be as helpful to them as possible just because in the same way that like, 
you're trying to get used to them, they're trying to get used to you and helping them out in any way is a good idea. My next tip is to have some sort of feedback form that is separate from your testimonial form, or you can have them together, but have some sort of actual feedback um, input for your process and like for the experience of working with you so that you can make improvements constantly. Because sometimes like, you know, your sample client or like your friend that went through and walked through the process with you didn't catch something, or maybe they're not as nitpicky, or maybe um, they know you so they understand like what your mind is thinking. And so you don't always know exactly what the pain points are 100% when you do that one of those sample walkthroughs with a friend. So I think it's important that to just, especially because one, I'm going to interject that your friend may not be your like target audience. And so they may not be thinking in the same way or have the same experiences and preferences. So getting direct feedback from the clients you're working with present is probably one of the most valuable things that you can do in your offboarding process is to like in your testimonial you can be like oh like would you recommend me did you have fun like how satisfied are you but then also ask what what was your favorite thing about working with me and what was your least favorite like if you could if you had to improve anything like what would you have me improve and I know it's like kind of anxiety inducing to like ask directly clients for like what didn't you like about working with me because in some ways like I totally get it like I don't like to think that they disliked anything but the truth is is like we don't grow unless we know what we're weak in and so I found out that my ClickUp directions were really confusing and I went back after getting that feedback fixed it and I never got that piece of feedback again I also found out that my emails were like really confusing because I used bullets instead of numbers And I got this really like specific comment to use numbers instead of using bullets. And then since then, I've actually noticed like a way better response rate with my emails. So I don't know. It's just little things that you don't even think would matter to people that actually end up having a big impact. So just always collecting feedback, always kind of making sure that you have your finger on the pulse of like what your clients are going through because you never want to have any blind spots. So that's something else that I recommend. And then my fifth thing with your system is if it's not working for you, I think it's really important to iterate it and to adjust it. And the reason why I say this and why I think it's an essential is because it's really easy to take somebody's system that you heard of on like a podcast, for example, or you saw on YouTube or on someone's Instagram or a workshop and you just, you know, instantly apply it to your business and you just try and force it into a system that may not be working. And so an example of that is like I took a course and they had a very specific way of onboarding their clients. Um, In that course, they also provided like their welcome guide. They also provided a lot of their canned emails, like, you know, um, templated responses. And I honestly just took most of everything that they provided and just kind of like minorly tweaked it and put it straight into my business, like without really a thought. And it just didn't work for me. Like I never intuitively like knew or started to understand the next step. I was always having to refer back to my own documents to remember like, oh, like what goes next? Or like, what's my policy on this? And um, what was the response for this? And it, or what did I say in that one email that I sent in as a response to this one thing? And it ended up like, being such a disconnect from how I intuitively work. And I realized like that was my issue is that it's such a unique and personalized process. Like the client experience system and like your workflow system is like 
actually a reflection of how your mind works and how you naturally like to work. And everybody is so different in that respect that it's important that whatever advice or whatever system that you potentially like model your system off of, or even if you just use a system completely created by scratch from you, it's important that you like take some time every couple of months or so, or like whenever you're feeling discomfort to check in on like, what is it about the system that's not working for me? Is there anything I can do to fix it? And it really only takes like a couple of hours, like every so often. And you can really gain a lot of traction whenever you're just checking in periodically like that. So a quick example is that I have been using Dubsado for a while now, but I've noticed that my proposal system was just not really working for me. Um, the what I the way I had it was like I had this built out proposal that was just like it had all of my offerings on this really long page, like 20 different services, and I would just send the same proposal to people, and they could click on the whatever packages that we had talked about in our call. And the same issue kept coming up where people would be like, you know, I, I forgot what we talked about or they would select the wrong package or they wouldn't really understand like um, the order of things. And there, people were just getting way too confused and it was taking way more time than it should have for me to like reply to their emails, troubleshoot. And I realized that um, I kind of missed my old system of sending in like proposals that I made in InDesign. Um, but I definitely didn't want to return back to the whole InDesign thing because the issue with that is then I have to go after doing the InDesign um, proposal type up, exporting it, sending to them, I then have to take the proposal content and then put it into my invoicing system. And that just feels like a lot of extra work that I shouldn't have to do. So what I'm doing now is I am making, I made a custom proposal template where it's just like empty packages. And then per client, I go in and I just like type it in really quick. And it ends up being a really nice medium between the two where I am going in. It does take me a bit more time than just sending like the, the template proposal, but it's a lot less time consuming than like making some sort of PDF um, proposal and having to put it into Dubsado myself because when I make the custom one in Dubsado, it, it like saves that package and applies it to the invoice directly. So that's something that I literally had not known was possible or was a good idea until like six months into using it and that might not be the case for everybody that that's the case for me and that's kind of a perfect example of what I'm talking about so just you know don't get too comfortable I would say with any sort of process and even with your design process um, always sort of have a system in check where you really take a good look and be honest with yourself on like what's working, what's not, because that's how you're really going to get to like that sweet spot of like perfect for you, perfect for clients, and everyone's going to be happy. So there you have it. Those are my five essentials. Let me just run through them really quickly. Um, this is a recap and then I'll let you go. So the first one is standardize your system and have a record of it and then run through it with somebody that, you know, you're comfortable with to see what flaws or what things you can fix in that system and then just keep iterating. The second one is to try and consolidate all of your different moving parts of your projects into like one to two different systems. So like a CRM like Dubsado or a project management software like ClickUp. And then the third one is to have a comprehensive guide or like manual for your clients on like what are the next steps, different directions, different guidelines for how the experience is going to go. Fourth one is to have a feedback form or have some sort of way of collecting feedback from your clients so that way you can get real-time and realistic um, 
like idea of whatever's going on um, that might be not working or might be flawed in your system. And then the fifth one is to have a reality check every once in a while on like what's working, what's not, and just be honest with yourself whenever something is not intuitive for you or needs to be improved upon, and then make those improvements periodically, but also kind of um, consistently, just because, like I said, you never know what's working until um, something crashes and burns in like three months' time. So those are my five essentials, and I really hope that this was helpful. If you have any questions, as always, like I always say in my episodes, you can DM me on Instagram, you can email me, and I can hopefully help you or give you some tips. But that's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.